what's the point of all of the personal changes that we make when Taylor Swift is flying her private jet around the world? You are listening to Climate of Joy, the podcast where we talk about climate change and consciousness in light of what quantum science is telling us about reality and the dramatic opportunity for healing that the climate emergency offers. I'm Christine Penner-Polly, a self-described climate crone who is a Canadian mom of two, three if you count Jemmy, my little Frenchie Spaniel cross. I'm an author, a speaker, and an energy intuitive specializing in loosening the invisible knots that keep us stuck in unhealthy patterns at both the personal and collective level. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional and unceded territory of the Lekwungen peoples and the Esquimalt, Songhees, and Waisanich First Nations. Recognition and respect for these people's past, present, and future presence and caretaking of this land is essential to reconciliation. As a settler, I want to honor and thank the original peoples of this territory and also recognize that my presence here is the result of European colonization, which has had devastating impacts for the original people of this territory and right across Turtle Island. Hello, hello, Climate of Joy listeners. I am so excited to be sitting down and recording the first episode of Climate of Joy for 2024. And I have been busy the last couple of months. I'm now a grandmother, a beautiful little boy. And I've been also busy watching the climate news, which isn't as happy as the personal news for me. And uh, I've been wondering, Is there a point in continuing the Climate of Joy conversation? I've been considering uh, the options and I want to shout out to Pat and Leslie, who were my companions on a brisk walk yesterday, a brisk walkers group that I'm part of on Friday mornings. And I have to say, I confess that uh, yesterday morning, because I'm recording this on the Saturday, I didn't feel like going on the brisk walk. The weather was okay. The sun was shining. It was a little windy, but I'd had a busy week and uh, I felt like it was going to be hard to uh, carry on a superficial conversation, which sometimes happens uh, on these walks, which is just fine most of the time. But uh, yesterday I didn't feel like it. And I got given the gift of walking with these two women wonderful women, who Pat uh, started off the conversation asking me, first of all, about my writing. Um, uh, Some of you may know that I'm an author of two books, one uh, about Norval Morisot, who's a very well-known Indigenous Canadian artist who happened to have the start of his uh, very significant career in the community of Red Lake, Ontario, where I lived for over 20 years. And so the local heritage center invited me, contracted me uh, to write a book about uh, his roots, how he got started, his the early years of his painting uh, career. 
And then I self-published a book called Unfreezing Ourselves, all about reasons to take action on climate change for the sake of our health, our children, and the planet. So Pat asked me about my writing, and that got us talking about climate change in general. And I really appreciated the points of view that Pat and Leslie expressed, and uh, they got me inspired to do another podcast episode. And so the question is that Pat posed is, what's the point of all of the personal changes that we make and that are kind of encouraged around climate change and specifically, but environmentalism in general, when Taylor Swift is flying her private jet around the world. So I may be taking my reusable shopping bag when I go grocery shopping, but Taylor Swift is flying from Tokyo to uh, the Super Bowl and back again. And that's only one trip. And I just thought that was such a good question and discussion topic, but I want to talk about that now. So what is the point of making personal changes? And is that should that be our focus as we are in a climate emergency? And, you know, we really, uh, the time for taking action to alleviate the very worst consequences of climate destabilization and ocean acidification are still within our grasp. So don't listen to the naysayers that say otherwise. But what's the point? So what is the point? From my perspective, the reason we take personal action on climate change, on plastic pollution, on, um, you know, you name it, there is a plethora of environmental issues that are inviting our personal response. The reason we do it is to so that we can live authentically. All right. So if I am concerned about climate change, but I drive my gas guzzler to the store that's five blocks away almost every day, then is that living in congruence with my values? No, absolutely not. Now, the Taylor Swift jet produce much more uh, carbon pollution, climate change pollution, than my five driving five blocks to the store. Absolutely, it does. Bless Taylor and her her jet. And we'll we'll take on the jet, uh, personal jetting around uh, in in a few minutes. But uh, is it authentic for me? Absolutely not. No, to drive a gas guzzler. And for another thing, like I underscore in Unfreeze Yourself, it's better for our health to be taking more climate-friendly action because if we walk to the store, we get more exercise, we get fresh air, and we put out fewer carbon emissions. So my bone to pick with some of my fellow climate activists, again, bless them, is that it it's really easy to slip into judgment of other people who are not doing as much as we are, including Ms. Swift. (sighs) But that is a trap 
Okay, we need to mind our own um, business. We need to be authentic to our own values. And that I truly believe inspires other people to live with congruency and thoughtfulness. A lot of what is going on with pollution is just carelessness. People who haven't thought about it, who haven't been invited to think about it. Now, a week ago on another walk, uh, somebody mentioned uh, that she and her husband had recently uh, gone away on a trip to Europe and their neighbor had kindly driven them uh, to the ferry terminal in his electric car. And on the way, he challenged them a bit uh, by asking them how they could justify flying in a time of climate emergency. And so uh, she said that was a bit challenging for her, understandably. And uh, I'm curious, I'd really like to hear response from you folks, uh, what you think about uh, doing that sort of thing. On the one hand, it's very kind to drive your neighbor to uh, catch their flight, or in this case, ferry that was taking them to their uh, transatlantic flight. Um, but is it also kind to say, and why are you traveling? And maybe you should feel guilty about it. I'm not sure. Uh, that's not my uh, approach because guilt never inspired anybody to change anything. Guilt and shame, we all have listened to Brene Brown, not helpful emotions. So as uh, a climate aware person, I do try these days, I haven't always uh, been this careful, I do try to minimize the guilt that I put on other people and myself. We are all doing the best we can. And when we know better, we can do better. So consider that the invitation, invite people to know better. And on this, this conversation that I had with Pat and Leslie, it really was uh, just kind of an ex exchange of information and they gave me uh, their uh, point of view, Pat in particular, the one who uh, says, what's the point of personal uh, change when this is going on? And I really appreciated that. And I, I shared my perspective. I also really appreciated what Leslie threw into the conversation, which was the fact that she was involved in a very significant citizen action in Ontario, probably over a decade ago, having to do with the provincial government insisting on putting gas plants in a place where there wasn't there wasn't an adequate environmental assessment, and it seemed just kind of uh, it didn't pa really pass the smell test, but the uh, provincial government had uh, made that decision and was implementing it, and a group of citizens got together in. Uh, the community around that, and Leslie was one of them, and had a conversation about, can we oppose these gas plants or this gas plant? And the conversation as she related it was some people had, had uh, given up, basically said, it's a done deal. The provincial government has decided there's no point. Sound familiar as a climate activist? 
And uh, others said, well, it may go ahead, but I want to do whatever I can to make a difference. And in fact, this group of citizens made a huge difference and the gas plant was canceled and it became quite a big scandal for the provincial government. So inspiring to hear that story and be reminded we all have agency. We all can make a difference. We don't know until we try how much of a difference that we can make. And when we go in with that attitude that it may not make a difference, but I'm going to show up and do what I can, that is a real gift, a gift you give yourself, a gift you give other people who are working on this, and also uh, that, you know, a gift to the world, because again, in this case, it made a huge difference, and the Ontario provincial government ended up uh, not only cancelling that gas plant, but in fact, committing to phasing out gas in general in the very large province of Ontario. So my words to you are just words of encouragement. If it feels like things are, are just, you know, too, too much to even begin to tackle one thing, I would encourage you to shrink it down and actually focus on the one thing that you can do. And let me tell you, it is not changing Taylor Swift's personal flying habits, but you could have a conversation with your next door neighbor about how concerned about climate change you are or with your family or with your political representative here where I am in BC. It's a member, the member of the provincial legislature is my provincial representative and my member of parliament uh, is my federal representative. So there's always things you can do. You can write a letter to the editor if those are even published. <laughs> the, these days, I know uh, fewer and fewer local newspapers are out there, but there, there are opportunities out there. So you can think of that. And before I close, what about Taylor Swift and her habits? I'm curious to uh, know what you listeners think, but my response is, it really is none of my beeswax, none of my business. I don't uh, have anything, any sway over Taylor Swift. Although I have to say, I did just watch the Netflix documentary on Taylor Swift and was kind of impressed with the way she decided to take action and use her voice when almost everybody around her back in 2018 was telling her to keep her mouth shut, that she was a performer and she had no business uh, speaking out. And at that point, it was uh, against Trump and uh, the local Republican that was a Trump Republican that was running in Tennessee, which I guess is her home state. So if you haven't watched the documentary and you want to uh, inform yourself a little bit more about her, I have, to, I have to confess, I am so out of the loop. I didn't even, couldn't even name... <laughs> even one of her songs before. Although having watched the documentary, I realized I have heard them. I just didn't know that they were Taylor Swift songs. So that was a very long and rambling way of saying, 
if you have influence with Ms. Swift, if you are a follower of hers on Instagram or on Twitter slash X, you know, if you know somebody who works for her, absolutely have that conversation about climate change. But let me tell you, Ms. Swift's uh, emissions are not the cause of the climate emergency. And if she stopped right now flying, that would not be the end of the climate emergency because it's baked into the way we we do things in our society, in our economy. And the fact that oil and gas is the backbone of the world economy, although that is changing, but with that industry kicking and screaming all the way, we still subsidize them to the, uh, I think it's trillions of dollars a year. If it were for sure billions globally, they get our hard earned money, uh, which is kind of galling, isn't it? Because they're, they're causing, uh, uh, we, we pay them if we have a gas guzzling car, we pay them to fuel up and then we pay them with our tax dollars because our government subsidizes them. So luckily I heard, and, and this is this is a bit of good news, the, just a minute, under the heading of great news and local to me, the district of Saanich, which is very close to where I live, has taken a step to hold fossil fuel companies accountable for the effects of climate change and to make them pay for their part of it. Just this last week, the Senate City Council unanimously accepted a staff recommendation to begin the process of exploring a potential class action lawsuit with other municipalities. Isn't that awesome? I will post a link to the Capital Daily News article that that's from. So things are changing. This is a really incredible time to be alive and to be part of this change. Don't lose hope. We just can't predict uh, what's going to happen. And uh, I just want to say, hang in there. Thanks for listening. And the next uh, episode, was, which is going to be dropped in two weeks, I'm going to explore the crazy idea that's um, climate-friendly cities that kind of, another word for it is 15-minute cities where everything is walkable and really easy to reach for people it has been blown into up into a, a crazy conspiracy that governments are out to block us in and uh, keep us uh, prisoner. So the next uh, Climate of Joy podcast episode, that's what we're going to uh, chat about today. What brings you joy? We're going to uh, conclude with that. What brings you joy today? I have to say all week we've had, uh, we've been dog sitting for our doggy uh, nephew and niece and it's been so much fun to have all of that uh, very joyful energetic and uh, playful energy around in our house and also I'm thankful that we're back down to our one little Frenchie spaniel cross jemmy so 
I'm wishing you tons of joy as well. Think about one thing you're grateful for and say thank you to the universe for that. And we'll catch you in two weeks. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you are ready for more peace in your life, even in the climate emergency, head over to climateofjoy.com and under the drop down menu, work with me, sign up to join the free healing circle that I offer online on the first Saturday of every month. Or even easier, click on the link in the show notes below for healing circle reminders and emails. That's the first Saturday of every month in the morning if you're in North America. Until next time, remember to be kind to each other because we are all just walking each other home.